Wellness Warriors! How are you doing? This is Dr. Katrina Nieskern, physical therapist and coach, and I'm coming to you live on this beautiful day here to inspire, uplift, and motivate you, sharing some information, insight on our four pillars of wellness, which is mind, body, soul, and spirit. I'm here to help you to inspire you, to educate you, to uplift you, and to grow right alongside you. I hope you get the most from this podcast, and if you do, please share, like, comment, leave a review, and uh, give it to someone else. Hopefully that maybe we can make a difference in their lives as well. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, so we are here today with Becca Rigg. She is a personal trainer at Lifetime Fitness, and she is going to share a little bit of her journey in wellness. So hello, Becca. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's my we, day off. We, I know. <laughs> we are sitting on her patio, and she mm-hmm. just had her smoothie with her cute, adorable son. But yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your journey into wellness and what wellness means to you. Sure. So, um, I am a mother of five and I think that's been the biggest thing that has spurred me into fitness is the recovery from pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So after each birth, um, getting back in shape has been a challenge. Um, but with five kids, the fifth was the hardest of all because you're older and you've had more kids and it's just harder. So, and, and your body changes. And so the things that worked for me the first time, which was mostly like, you know, Weight Watchers and what else did I do? Running. I did a lot of running, weren't working for me after the fifth kid. And Mm -hmm. so I, um, hired a personal trainer and a nutritionist. I started, I learned how to lift weights, which I had never, ever touched a barbell um I had never lifted anything more than a five pound dumbbell so it was like really intimidating um which was why it was so great having a trainer to kind of guide me through that process um and then just learning about nutrition because I had never I'd only ever dealt with points and calories like Weight Watchers and then calories and I never learned about like the, the macronutrients like protein and fat and carbohydrates and how each of those plays a role in like your body composition and like each of it each of those macronutrients has a job so it was really fun like learning that kind of stuff and and for me like it was just like oh it's so fun to like play that puzzle and fit you know your different foods and the things that work in your lifestyle to to fuel your body right so Mm -hmm. um so after I got into you know strength training and you know understanding my nutrition better um, I was able to completely not only get back to my pre-baby weight, but I was able to get my body into a place that it's never been before ever. So it was like, oh my gosh, I have abs. Like I'd never had abs ever, <laughs> like ever. I'm like, what are those? Yeah. Yeah. And, I saw your after picture. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, I could like knock on those. Yeah, like, I know. You posted that post today and yeah. it was so beautiful. Yeah. So the, the, that was like fun to see that and just yeah. be like, just to see what, Things you're that you thought, yeah, what of. you're capable of, what your body's capable of doing when you, what, things that you thought were impossible yes. become possible. Yes. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about me and my journey. Yeah. So how would you stem, so with the four pillars of mind, body, spirit, and soul, how would you say 
those played into your your journey on wellness? Sure, yeah. I think probably most people are going to think about body first. Like, what right. do I have to eat? What yes. exercise do I have to do? And that's the first thing everybody asks when they want to have a transformation or whatever. Yeah. And I always say, no, 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 back up, back up. The first pillar that you have is mind. Yeah. And that's the first thing thing that has to change like it the change comes from the inside out Mm -hmm. and like it was I mean years of self-limiting beliefs saying oh I'm not that kind of person like Mm -hmm. I can't do that I'm not coordinated I'm not strong Mm -hmm. I am not athletic like those are the messages that I told myself Mm -hmm. for a very long time because I wasn't raised in an athletic family Mm -hmm. we did not do sports like we that wasn't or I'm just chubby or or yeah yeah I'm just chubby and I'm I was always how I made right this is how I am and I was always I was the funny girl yeah. I was not the pretty girl. Neither was I. Yeah, so it was kind of like, okay, well, Becca's... I was the friend. Yeah, yeah, I had no, no totally. boyfriends ever. Like... <laughs> right. Right, so for for a long time, like, I'm, you know, people would just be like, you're so fun, you're so funny. I never heard, like, you're so cute, you're so pretty, which is fine. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be defined by that either, but it was just like, in my mind, I wasn't stronger, those things. So it was, honestly, it was my trainer, like, constantly telling me to do things that I thought were impossible and me being like I can't do that and he was like yes you can and like the way that he would say it like look at me in the eyes like yeah you can he totally believed it and I'm like okay if you believe that in me then maybe I could believe that in myself and so then like I would do it and I'm like oh my gosh I can do that and so it was kind of like this evidence like yes you are this person and so I just kept like accumulating evidence like little baby steps at a time Mm -hmm. but like that really fueled my mindset to the point where you know, you're just like, well, if I could do that, for example, a box jump, which I was like, yes. it might as well have been jumping on top of a mountain. It felt like so high to I me. You know, I was like so scared. And I was like, wait, if I could do that, what else can I do? For me, it was a pull up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Pull up too. Like all those things. Pull up. Like I remember the first time I tried. It was like, this is like, like impossible. Yes. Like, the science behind it. Like my body oh. can't do that. And and to be able to do that now. Yeah. And, and so. You're rocking it. You're way more consistent <laughs> than I am. <laughs> Well, so yeah, so those kind of things, like really having that mindset. So there's a couple pieces. One, the mindset of I can and like, Mm -hmm. and I can do hard things, right? And that not saying I am not this person. I'm not that person yet, but I can become that person. So that was, that was big for me. And then the other thing that was really important for me is just that mindset of celebrating the process, like the mindset of understanding, like it's not the result because Results come and go. I've seen a million people lose weight. Big deal. They all gain it back. Like, I mean, you yes. can look at the statistics. 85% yes. gain it well, back. the biggest loser thing, it's not yeah, sustainable. 90%. Yeah. yeah. So anyone can do that. So it's it's not can you get a result. It's can you become yes. a kind of person. And can I become a person that has the discipline, that has that, you know, that prioritizes fitness and prioritizes my, my health. And understanding, too, that, like, I think before I was, like, I felt guilty for taking that time away from my family to mm-hmm. to invest in my physical fitness. Mm-hmm. And now I the mindset has changed of, like, this blesses and benefits my family because it gives, it makes me stronger. It makes me, my mind clearer. And so I can deal with everything that happens at home with more patience and love, knowing that, you know, that part of me has been fed. So I think that mindset of like, don't be guilty, understand that you're investing in yourself as a mother, you'll be a better mother, a better wife, and all those things. So, so that would be mine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then like, as far as like body goes, um, like, I think people think they need to just do this huge 
thing. I'm going to go run a marathon. I'm going to work out for two hours. I'm going to do this competition. It's like, actually, you know, what's better is to do a small thing consistently. So, you know, I'm like, if you, I think people get overwhelmed. If I can't work out for an hour, then I'm not going to work out. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, guess what? Moving your body for 10 Mm -hmm. minutes a day is better than nothing because it teaches you that that's what we do. Yes. We move our body, you know? And you can build upon that. You start a habit. Absolutely. You start an attainable habit. Absolutely. And so that's, that's key. And so just like for the body, it's just move your body and like treat, you know, your body is like, it's, you get one, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, it's your vehicle to do all the mm-hmm. things that you need to do. So you've got to take care of it so you can go all the places you want to go. Right. And so it's not like people, I think, resent that it requires effort. It's like, well, you don't resent the effort it requires to maintain your teeth yeah. or to maintain your car. Like you got to do those things. Like yes. this is what we got to do to maintain this, our most important yes. vehicle that we have. So now one thing I really like that you have done so well Um, that I initially did not when I had lost the weight was embracing maintenance and not obsessing about it and having balance. Like you post your ice cream and burgers and (laughs) and you also don't define yourself by that. Like you got to that like body composition, but then you were like, Hey, this is what's, this is what's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your strategies or how were you able to get to that? place or stay such such at a solid foundation of who you who you are and what you believe in yeah so I think um for me a lot of people are like well food is it's only fuel for your body and I disagree with that I think it is fuel it's the most important fuel obviously but I think it's also something that it helps bring us together it brings joy yes. I mean memories when I think about yep. my my father-in-law that passed away, like I think about, oh, he loved fudge and he's tradition. yeah traditions and the ice cream that we ate together. And, yeah. you know, so it's like I, and I have five kids, so I can't be that yeah. mom. That's like, mommy can't have that. Mommy can't eat that. Mommy's not going to make that because mm-hmm. it's a bad food. And I don't believe in yeah. bad foods or good foods. Right. And so that can provoke a lot of shit in your yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. Therapy for later. Right, so. right. And so I think for me wanting to be that example to my children and help them understand that like they can have, foods but some foods are going to I, I ask them how does that make you feel Good. I'm like you can awesome. have that but how does it make you feel and they, they'll ask that question themselves and then they're very aware yeah that doesn't make me feel good mm-hmm. and so they will we will have those treats and for mm-hmm. special occasions and things but um, we also when we choose fuels I'm like well what was your activities today well I ran and I did cross country and I did this I'm like well what do you think would make you feel good you know I think I would like some you know salmon and some brown rice and some you know that's kind of the things that like my oldest daughter will lean towards just mm-hmm. because she knows what her, makes her body feel good. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I try to help my kids with is like, hey, let's eat the things that make us feel good, but we're not going to demonize food. Yes. Like, and, and also moderation. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you can have a hamburger, yeah. you know, just but don't listen, have it every day. Like don't have it every day. day. <laughs> exactly. And like, listen to your body because like, and when you're full stop, I was a clean plate club uh, growing up. Yeah. So I would have three things because like food, I was I'm a food addict. So yeah. I was a food addict. Yeah. I no longer identify that way. Cause now I have an appreciation and respect for it. And I know how things react within me. Yeah. But yeah, being able to say like, 
that was enough. Yes. And that's, so my daughter, Taya, teases me because she has a stop button. Very clear. Like, that was enough My food. sister did, too. I yeah. was like, there's a bite left. Like, yeah, how, me too. Why are you leaving a bite of hamburger? Yeah. Like, there, there's food on your plate. Right. And that's, like, and that comes, same with me. I have to be very, like, like very thoughtful about, okay, um, how am I full right now? Do yeah. I really? Because I will just clean up, clean the plate. Me too. Whereas my daughter's very aware. She will eat half a cookie and put it down, which I've never done. No. Like, I'm like, I don't understand how you are doing that. She's yeah, like, I'm there's okay. a cookie. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a cookie, though. <laughs> it's a cookie. Like, and she's like, I'm good. I'm full. I, I feel satisfied. I don't need more. And so, like, so she's got a really good, like, awareness of her hunger cues and all that thing. And so, mm-hmm. because I also was a food, ab- food abuser for a long time, mm-hmm. I think think I've dulled those cues and mm-hmm. so I have to just be really conscious like ask myself out loud yes am I full like do I really am I really hungry right now or is this like am I wanting to eat this because it's there mm-hmm. or because of the social situation or because it's emotional so I do ask myself those things out loud it's a little, a little strategy I think that just it brings awareness because food can be mm-hmm. you can be really like numb and like yeah. not mindful about it yeah so I just try to like am I really full or Am I really hungry? And if I am, then I'm like, yeah, then I can eat this no guilt attached. Well, and it's a you loop know? reward system. So yeah. food can, it can trigger the same dopamine serotonin that drugs do. Mm-hmm. So yep. it, it literally is a drug. And what happens is then our body learns that. And mm-hmm. so since awesome, your daughter hasn't learned that behavior. It is hard because that's why I think food abusers or addictions are the hardest ones because kind of with alcohol you can just like not drink it but food we have, we to, have eat to eat it <laughs> yeah, every day eat, yeah. and so all of a sudden we're still triggering that it's like going to a, a, a crack addict be like here you can have just like half of a sniff three times a day yeah like, what yeah Who right yeah so and learning behavior patterns yeah. and having that assessment um definitely is helpful so you can kind of catch yourself but it is a daily effort sometimes. it is and yeah. you have to know like what you like you said there's foods that are still trigger foods for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I have those foods, I have to be really planful. Like I have to say, okay, I'm going to have movie popcorn, for example. Yeah. I'm going to buy a small bag mm-hmm. and I'm going to eat that bag and I'm not going to get a refill. Yeah. Because if someone puts a large bag of movie popcorn in I'll front of me, I will eat the whole bag. Me too, yeah. yeah. And I won't feel Portions. good. Yeah. So, and it's not like, oh, I'm, I feel bad like bad person no i physically don't don't feel feel good good. yeah so that's kind of what i have to do like when i know i'm gonna have a trigger food for example i just i'm really careful with portion control ice cream i'm just gonna put it in a bowl yeah put it in a bowl or i just order down my biggest thing is standing i need to be sure to sit down because when you stand you can eat so much more oh absolutely absolutely so yeah so those kind of things help me to still enjoy those foods but just create awareness around it so that we don't go spiraling back to old habits what would you say has been your biggest obstacle in achieving kind of your wellness life um i think the biggest obstacle for me is sleep i was just gonna say it's like I, I preach sleep because I know. I know how important it is yes. and yet I don't get it I know. and so it's like it's like if I could I tell people how if old I could, are your kids I have 13 year old 11 year old 8 5 and 2 okay and so the problem is the older kids get home from you know from their activities by 6 p.m. then they have yeah. homework yeah. and then they have other sometimes activities yeah. and they're not getting home till 8 Mm-hmm. They're not getting to bed till nine. I'm getting up at four. So if I get them to bed at nine, right. I'm not getting to bed till ten. Yeah. And so then I go to bed, and then little guy wakes up and wants yeah. a bottle. And so 
there's you said that if there's one thing you could tell people sorry oh yeah no it's okay so i just i know i'm always telling people you know sleep 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 and i do the other thing if i there was one thing i could tell them is if i could get seven to eight hours of sleep a night i would conquer the world like yes. i'd be unstoppable because yes. i feel like i do a lot you totally would. <laughs> but i'm like if i could your just energy sleep. and personality like yeah. you're amazing yeah, I'm like, if you just if imagine if I could sleep, I would like rule the world, you know. So you it's totally something would. that um, I'm always open to any like advice or suggestions on like how I can do that. But at the same time, like I understand there's seasons of our lives. Yes. And this is a really busy season for me with young kids. Yeah. And I think that I have to do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And I know that means like making sometimes sacrifices like, okay, I'm not going to go to that social thing or I'm not going to watch a show so that I can prioritize sleep. Um, and I actually don't watch TV ever, mm-hmm. but I do like social media mm-hmm. and I do like to consume that. And sometimes that will keep me up later. Mm-hmm. And so it's like cutting those things off mm-hmm. and like doing the hard thing to get the better result. Right. So that, mm-hmm. that would be something I need to work on for sure. <laughs> so, and then for spirit, I've forgot to tell you that's more to like community like Mm -hmm. where do you find your spirit aspect to keep you um energized and moving in a in a better direction is there any communities or things that maybe you had to disassociate or disconnect with in order to um stay on your path um well I think one thing that's hard is when you were people identified you in one way for so long and then you try to change that yeah there's a lot of resistance to that and a lot of like judgment unfortunately uh-huh. and people like i'm really worried about you like i think mm-hmm. that you're obsessive about this or i mm-hmm. think that you're you know you they they put a judgment on what you're doing and they think maybe you're not prioritizing based on their beliefs yeah based systems. on their beliefs and that's hurtful and perceptions mm-hmm. And it's hard. And so it was, I guess, part of the mindset of letting go of what other people think and like saying they don't under, they see the tip of the iceberg. They don't see everything that's going on underneath here. They don't know my history. They don't know why this is important for me to do this. Right. So I think people see someone who, I mean, I work out six days a week. You know, and I don't go high intensity six days a week, but I'm at the gym six days a week moving my body. Mm -hmm. And to some people that would be, (laughs) yeah, to some people that would be obsessive, but I heard, I listened to a podcast one time I thought was really insightful and she talked about balance and she said, balance looks different on everybody. So, so for one person, balance might be three days a week and another might be six and it's not our place to tell somebody Mm -hmm. what balance is for them. And so for me, it does keep me balanced. So I, we, there's a history of depression in my family, like clinical depression. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so I had, you know, have lots of people in my family that are on depression medications. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, my grandmother that, you know, was bedridden because Mm -hmm. of depression. And so for me, I, this is my treatment, self-treatment, because it does, it's incredible. It's science-based too. So exercise produces three of the four chemicals, the same that drugs do. Right. So like, why take drugs when When, you can do it naturally? Yes, Yes. And that's how I feel like it is my... It's necessary, and in fact, when I'm not doing well, like my husband will be like, "Go to the gym." Yep. He's like, "You're you're not balanced." Yes. So he understands how important that is for me. It's a hormonal balance. It is. It is. So so there's that, and then I mean, but I do think like connecting with like-minded people is important. Yep. So even now, the new career path that I've chosen to be a personal trainer, yeah, puts me around people that have the same goals and priorities. So it's kind of like, it was like you became so passionate yeah, about it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. You decided to like 
become a personal trainer. Right, right. And for me, it was a lot of that was paying it forward because yeah. I was like, whoa, I've been looking for this magic combination yes. uh, for years and I finally found it and people need to know about it. Yes. You know, I need to share that with people that, you know, just all the pieces, the mindset piece and, and what you need to do with your body and the nutrition and all that. Like I needed, I felt like I needed to share that because I'm like, this is good stuff. Yeah. Right. So it's been, it's been really fun, but like, you know, you are, you know, just the, the tribe that you connect with or surround yourself with, you become like, and so it's like just choosing to be part of a tribe. Hey buddy. That, you know, has the same like goals, beliefs, values that you do. So there's, there's that, you know, with my career, but my family huge, you know, wanting to be a good example. And then just the support of my husband who has always been the wind beneath my wings, literally, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? He's always just given me wings to fly and he just encourages that. It's so yummy. Here, Can we go see Grandpa? Let's go see Grandpa. <laughs> so there's a little pause right now. So this is real life of a wellness warrior. She is taking care of her youngest son, Keenan. Um, so we are going to just take a little bit of a pause. And we will be right back. All right. So we are back after that pause for little Keenan. Um, to get a show back on. So we <laughs> yeah. were talking about how your husband was a support. We were talking about the community and that he's yeah. been like your rock. And... Oh, 100%. And what has honestly been super, I'm very fortunate because he's known me since I was 19. Mm. And he's loved me at every shape and size. And mm. I've been lots of different shapes and sizes since we've known each other. And he has just always loved me unconditionally. So that's, mm. that's helped me love myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like I've never felt like my worth was based on my physical, how I look, because mm-hmm. he's never placed any emphasis on that for me. Like he loves me. He's proud of me when I'm working hard and getting strong and he likes that. Mm-hmm. But he loves me when I'm big and soft and, you know, mm-hmm. housing a baby. And he just like thinks I'm so amazing when I'm pregnant. So hence five children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but having somebody in your life like that, I mean, I know that's not a reality for a lot of people. I, I know I'm really fortunate, but I would say that would be a secret to my success is being blessed enough to have a person in my life who, um, believes in me like yeah. that and loves me unconditionally. So that's awesome. Yeah. And the last one for soul. So I relate more is like relating to a higher power and like who you are in, and finding that and I feel like in today's society that can be lost so quickly by social media and we get distracted so quickly by our to-do lists and tasks and so what ha- what do you do to feed your soul or connect with a power greater than yourself and how has that um, facilitated and helped you on your wellness journey? Sure. So I, for me, I believe in God and I believe that I'm his child, like I'm his daughter which is really... Oh, I have goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah, so I just think, like, he is a king, and I'm the daughter of a king. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think about, like, uh, when in Rapunzel, when she's, like, she's trapped in that tower, but she could get out anytime she wants. But what traps her is her insecurity and, like, her mother Gothel telling her, you, you know, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough, you could never survive out there. Yeah. And then in that moment when she realizes who she is, she's like wait a second, I'm the daughter of a king. Amen. Like, I am a princess, right? And then she just all of a sudden stands up to her, you know, stepmother or whatever, and she, like, 
the empowerment that comes from that. And so that, for me, my identity as a daughter of a king, mm. you know, who, you know, you think about, well, oh, the child of, you know, this athlete is going to be super fit and strong. Well, I'm, I'm the child of God. So my mm. possibilities are endless yeah. like what I can do and accomplish because that's who my father is and so like understanding who I am on that level for me yeah. is incredibly powerful and empowering and you know just connecting with him every day to remind me like I think of it as like when you look at social media there's so many morphed images yes and it's like looking in the circus mirrors yes that you're seeing something but it's not real worshiping false gods yeah false idols yeah, yeah. and so it's like looking up to God and saying and seeing myself reflected in his eyes mm. like that's real yes and so I have to check in with him every day and just like you know look at How myself do you do that? I do that through prayer um yeah. so I, I pray morning and night um and then I also try to like listen to podcasts or talks or things that will connect me you know spiritually with God um and just and just remind me because like you said there's so many distractions yeah. You know how, like, you can go in a room, you have a purpose, and then you get distracted by whatever's yes, going on, right? Yeah, we're so easily excitable. <laughs> so, we have the same, we yeah. feed off the energy of other people, yeah. which is why it's so important, the spirit, the community, to surround yourself with good energy, because yeah. that's human nature. Right. We are all water. We uh, we vibe. Yeah. We have vibrations. Yes. And yeah. so... Yeah, so that's kind of what it is to me. Like, I get distracted really easy, and so I have to, like be very purposeful and it's habit now for me like to to do that prayer where I'm like all right distractions aside you know who who am I what's my purpose why am I really here what matters Mm -hmm. and then once a week on Sundays I go to church and I do not walk into the gym I do not I rarely touch social media that day I rest completely and refocus and recenter and it's um it's like charging my battery like it's uh very as as important to me as going to the gym is that day of rest yeah so yeah that's awesome yeah well gosh i feel like i could talk to you forever because i love you so much (laughs) i could but i know kids are coming home soon so where can people find you where can can they follow you on instagram or email where can they connect with you if they want to train with you like what like how can they get connected to you um yeah so i have an instagram um page it's becca k rig Mm -hmm. is my instagram site and i do try to post i mean you'll see the kids on there and you'll see she has an (laughs) awesome post of inspiring like you guys all need to follow her and her story every day just make you want to like work out and be happy and be awesome and yeah I just yeah. kind of yeah it's, it's it's very like just kind of posting what it takes to you know what makes me tick and how I work and my just what I do every day so there's that at Becca K Rig also I do work out of uh, Lifetime Fitness in Plymouth so mm-hmm. if you want to train with me you can come find me there I am a morning trainer so Plymouth Minnesota by Plymouth the way. Minnesota yeah so <laughs> I'm a morning trainer so I'm uh, 5 a.m to 1 p.m is my are my hours so that is awesome well thank you so much becca for taking time today out of your mom schedule and uh, we will continue the journey of wellness together and we'll follow her so thanks for hopping on thanks for having me all right wellness warriors i hope you enjoyed that podcast And again, if you got anything from it, please leave a review. Good, bad, ugly, positive, whatever it may be. I want to grow and become a better person for you um, to better help you and grow along this journey of wellness. 
And again, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Wellness Warriors unite and we do it anyway. Love you.